This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 172. Today we're talking with Bill Brady from Trumi Wireless all about how to keep our kids safe on cell phones. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids, and at Helping of Happiness, we love to help build up families by providing delicious family recipes, exciting travel guides, and home and family hacks to make life more manageable and more fun. There are a lot of things I am still learning and I'm trying to figure out, and that is why we have this podcast, to have our friends come on here and teach us and inspire us to be better and grow closer to Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Helping of Happiness podcast. Super excited to have you here today. Before we get to our guest, Bill Brady from Trumi Wireless, who's talking to us all about keeping our kids safe on our cell phones, I want to tell you about something brand new that I have ready for you. I've It's taken me months to get ready, but it is here and ready. And that is our cell phone readiness course. And so what this is, it's, it's a free email course and it's for parents to take. And then throughout the course, there are different things for you to print out to talk with your kids about. So it's really conversations around cell phones. And so the types of conversations that are included in this course are around polite phone manners. And it goes from super basic, like how to answer a phone call. Because sadly, I realized this with my own kids, that they can operate a Zoom meeting and do all of those things, but they did not know how to say hello and goodbye properly on a cell phone. So we go through things like that in step one. And then in step two, I take you through rules and boundaries and things that we have done, but then also help you think of what would be good rules and boundaries for your family. Because I know what works for me and my family is not necessarily going to translate to everybody else, but this is a way to help you figure out what you feel like is best for your family right now with the cell phone use at your home. Step three, we get a little more intense. We talk more about the dangers of pornography. We talk about predators a bit. We talk about kind of the more heavy stuff, but it's really important for keeping our kids safe, not only on cell phones, but on other technology. But the other thing that is included in there is some really fun ways to take pictures with your cell phone. So different filters you can use or different ways to use your light to take the best picture. So that hopefully we'll lighten that subject up a little bit. And then our last step is all about spreading kindness with your cell phone. So being kind to others and how we can use a cell phone for good, how you can use it as a tool instead of as just something that sucks you in. So anyway, I hope you'll go sign up for that course because I've put so much of my heart into it and I have really strong feelings about cell phone safety. We've run into all kinds of different things with our kids through the years and Even if your kid maybe has gotten into some pornography or something, there is help. There's help for the parent. There's help for the kid. And we cover that in the course too. So go to our, we'll have a link in our show notes, but you can also head over to our blog at helpingofhappiness.com and you can sign up for that. Please let me know what you, what you think about it. And I'd love, I'd love to hear some feedback. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk with our friend, Bill Brady. He has done such an awesome job keeping kids safe on cell phones through his brand Trumi Wireless. And I enjoyed my chat with him so much. I actually just purchased a Trumi phone for my daughter. So don't tell her it's for her birthday. This is going to air before her birthday. But I, I just, we've tried so many different things with Androids and iPhones and even an Apple watch. And we've had things kind of work, but I think this is going to be the solution to our, our 
little kind of pain points that we're having with our new cell phone users at this time and our family. So I hope this will be helpful for you too. And we have a really awesome promo code with, with him. Um, he's giving you guys $50 off a cell phone. So, and that promo code is happy, H-A-P-P-Y. And we'll talk about it in the podcast and we'll also hook it in the show notes. So if Trumi is a good fit for you, I highly recommend it. And I'm also going to be trying it out and we can see how it works. So without further ado, here's Bill Brady. Well, I'm super excited to introduce you guys to my new friend, Bill Brady from Trumi Wireless. Hey, Bill, how's it going? So great. Great to be with you today, Hillary. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you a little bit about TrueMe and what you do at TrueMe. But first, let's talk about you and your family. Tell me a little bit about you and where you grew up and your family now. Oh, my goodness. I am extremely blessed. I have an incredible wife of 21 years. Her name is Heidi. And I would say I owe uh, the vast majority of my happiness to that decision of marrying her. <laughs> she's, uh, she's an incredible lady. And we have five great kids. Our oldest is 19. And uh, she's off at college. And we still have a young guy, a little guy who's six. So you sound just a... like me. My oldest is 21, <laughs> though. But my youngest is six. Well, he'll be six in a few days. So that's so fun. And we love it. Our 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 little guy was kind of the, the bonus baby, if you will. We had gotten rid of everything. No, <laughs> no high chair, no crib. And uh, so, but just what a, what a, uh, a great bonus. And he's been, he's been the life of the party from the day he was born. Um, so we, um, yeah, we love our family life, spend a lot of time outdoors. Uh, and uh, yeah, we have a good time. So great. So great. Tell me a little bit about Trumi. Where, like, what's the story behind it? What, tell our audience what it is, you know, kind of where did you, where did you start with that? Yeah, I'll go back to the very beginning. So I've spent my career, the bulk of my career as a marketer. And at university, I studied marketing and, and communication. And even going back all that way, you know, all that time, and that predates the time that everyone had cell phones and it certainly predates social media and everything. But even back then I had a concern about what I called the dehumanizing effects of technology. I wrote term papers about it. Oh, I I love it. And I just, I don't know why, but I, I always had that sensitivity. And when, when Heidi and I started having kids early on, we had discussions about, What are we going to do with video games? What are we going to, you know, when cell phones came along and became more ubiquitous, what will we we do with kids and phones? And even early on, as as we had some of those conversations, we realized that we didn't want our family life to center on technology. We wanted it to be about something more. And we wanted our kids to have real-world experiences and real-world opportunities for learning and growth and just be really well-rounded, not just sitting in front of the television or, you know, or just sitting in front of video games. And that's not to say that some of that stuff isn't just fine, but we just didn't want that to be the default of, uh, of, our, of our family life. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a few years to the point where 
everyone has cell phones and kids are getting cell phones younger and younger. And, and we had those discussions in an even more real practical way. What are we going to do? What makes sense? What doesn't make sense for our family? And as a marketer, I think I had extra visibility mm-hmm. into some of the dangers mm-hmm. uh, and some of the power of those devices. And um, just at a, as we saw the concerns grow around social media and around a lot of the other effects of, of, of screen time, I decided I needed to make a change in my career and kind of left the marketing world and got into this uh, industry of safe devices for kids. And uh, three years ago, decided to do my own thing and started, started Trumi with uh, a great business partner of mine named Dave. Uh, so we've been working on it for, for three years and have really been in market for about a year and a half. It surprises me that it's only been three years because I feel like I've been hearing about you guys forever. So <laughs> I hear about that's, that's you from good. everybody. So tell us. Thank you. That's you know, good news. Yeah. I, I mean, so many good things, so much so that I needed to have you on my podcast to talk to you about all of this so we could dig a little deeper. And I've just been really impressed with the different things that you do with your company. And um, let's get into it a little bit more and then I'll, we can talk about the different things that I think are important. But first of all, just what is so special to you about Shroomy compared to some of the, I mean, there's just so many different options that you could go on for a cell phone these days. Yeah. So I really kind of think of the industry or the question of cell phones for kids as a spectrum, you know, on one end of the spectrum, you've got what I call the wild west. Get your kid an iPhone 14 Pro, and it's going to cost you $1,400. And if that is just left unchecked, they can do just about anything oh, in the anything. world with it. And it's really, really dangerous. And, and more and more parents, especially moms, are recognizing that's not the right way to go. Mm-hmm. On the other end of the spectrum, there have been some solutions that have come out that have been so locked down that they're not practical mm-hmm. um, they are, or kids outgrow them really quickly. So as we were starting Trumi, we wanted to find that middle ground. We wanted to have safety plus flexibility, mm-hmm. something that could be safe, but also practical uh, to have it grow with your, your, your child. So that's what we did. We created an operating system that allows uh, a parent to custom fit that device very, very, very easily, which is essential. Custom yeah, fit that I know. Device. If you have to write code, there's no way I'm going to be doing any of this myself, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and that's the problem with some of the solutions, the other solutions that they're so complicated that parents just give up, right? Mm-hmm. So we created something called Kids Smart OS that makes it just so easy to custom fit that, that device experience for a nine-year-old or for a 15-year-old and have it be relevant and practical for for both, Uh, but give you as the parent peace of mind that they're going to be, they're going to have what they need and not more uh, and be kept away from the garbage that's out there while still having the benefit of the uh, the technology themselves. Well, and especially now when technology is such a big part of communication for kids, that was always the tricky part for us. How do we balance this, you know, when all their friends are having their phones and they're texting and that's how they're getting together. And if they don't have a phone, they're left out of that. And 
it just gets it gets really tricky so I guess that kind of leads to this next question a little bit of how old should my child be to get a cell phone I feel like that is I think every parent kind of goes through that, you know, and for me, it's kind of been different with each kid. It's been, you know, they didn't really have Trumies back when my 21 year old was 12 years old, you know, so we kind of just tried all these different things. And now we're on our fifth kid getting a cell phone and it's very different than the first kid, you know, it is. I mean, I think you just hit the nail on the head. It is something that you have to look at on a family by family basis. Because some families have different circumstances Mm -hmm. that may require that kids have phones at a younger age. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, we've got a good friend who's divorced. And when her kids are at their dad's place, she needs to be able to talk to them and talk directly to them, you know. And so her younger kids have phones and and that's Mm -hmm. necessary in in their situation. Um, You know, as we were looking uh, looking at that in our family... Kind of the, the, the thing that hit was our oldest daughter is now old enough to watch the kids and to babysit for other people. And so many people don't have landline phones anymore. So that was kind of the linchpin for us was, okay, we've got to make a decision here. And that's what led to, you know, when we got our, our first daughter, her first phone. That's so funny. That's um, exactly why we got our first daughter, her first phone. It was, she was turning 12 and babysitting and people don't have landlines. So it was totally a communication and a safety thing, really. Yeah. And and I think every every family in this country is, is dealing with similar circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, if they haven't already, you know, uh, taken the, the, the plunge. The other big influence there is that more and more schools are creating that expectation at younger ages where kids are it's just expected that they're going to have a device in the classroom and be able to use it to track their assignments and even complete and submit assignments so that's that's been something else so we've seen that age come down um my personal take on it uh we've tried to delay it for as long as makes sense Mm-hmm. Uh, my my big thing is that I don't want technology to be the default for my kids. You know, uh, it shouldn't be the go-to. Technology is a phenomenal tool, but I want them to learn how to be uh, fun, productive, creative people on their own and mm-hmm. with, with face-to-face relationships. And uh, so, so yeah, generally by 12, you know, you see families uh, going, going the, the route of introducing cell phones, but more and more frequently in the country, that age is coming down to 11, mm-hmm. 10, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in younger, frankly. Yeah. I've been seeing that a lot too. My, <laughs> I, as you're talking about not wanting it to be the default, I just had this same conversation with my 14 year old son a couple of days ago, because he just said, mom, I used to read a lot more. And I said, you need to go start reading again that you got that phone. And that's all you want to do is, you know, be texting your friends all the time. Let's put the phone away. And, and he has, he's been getting the books out a little bit more. Oh, I forgot that I like uh, to read, you know? <laughs> oh, and, and, and great to hear that he's got some of that self-awareness um, and great that you as a mom are recognizing, hey, you should encourage some of these other, other habits and behaviors. One of the things we did with our operating system was give parents the ability to schedule 
when different functionality is available on the phone. So for example, I have a daughter, she's a sweetheart, she's 13 years old, but left unchecked, she would listen to audiobooks 12 hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> I have one <laughs> so, like that. <laughs> so we can say, hey, yeah, audiobooks are great, but your window for audiobooks is between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m., mm-hmm. period. You know, and, uh, you know, and, and we can do that with any of the functionality, whether it's texting or even phone calls, frankly, you can, you can set when different features are available uh, to, so the phone kind of polices itself, just sometimes That's you so can't nice. do certain things. It makes it a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> we like to say that it, through the operating system, we say no so that you don't have to as the parent you know it's just kind of (laughs) (laughs) i'm saying no enough in other ways i don't need to say no enough that way so that 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 functionality is there to just help help kids inadvertently get into the you know just the the habits of of the screen becoming an extension of their arm we don't want that no we don't there's more to life than their phone for sure now tell me about how Trumi, because I mean, I know a little bit of this because I've been studying up on Trumi quite a lot in the last little bit, but how do we ease into your Trumi phone? I know you have different steps and levels of your services and what you guys do. Can you talk about that maybe yeah. a little bit? Uh, absolutely. So if a, if a kid is getting their first phone, we suggest starting them off with a limited experience, um, talk and text only. Um, and give them the chance to, to start to learn some of the etiquette of text messaging, for example. Uh, make sure that they've, they've learned some of the really salient lessons that need to be learned these days, too. And as shocking as it is to hear and to say, kids need to be taught, you know, what are a- appropriate things to say? What are inappropriate things to say? What are appropriate pictures to take and send? What are inappropriate pictures to take and send? And so, you know, start them off with kind of the, those training wheels, if you will. And then after you've had the chance to teach those lessons and have confidence that they understand, then say, okay, now I'm going to graduate you to the next level. And we're going to introduce picture messaging and group text, for example. But by that time, you can, you know, make sure that they know. It's never appropriate to send an inner, you know, uh, right. uh, an inappropriate picture of yourself, uh, which is a huge problem these days. Oh, it's massive. Huge. And I, uh, I can, I can tell you the horror stories that we hear, just from being in the industry. Everyone wants to tell us the horror stories, so we hear that hear it all, and it's tragic. Um, and then once kids have developed that level of responsibility, and frankly, as their needs evolve, mm-hmm. as their real needs evolve then say, okay, now we're going to take you to the next level and we're going to introduce apps that you can use for school or for church or for music or for healthy hobbies. And that's kind of the, you know, the the third layer of evolution where you as the parent can frankly sit down with your child and have a, a productive discussion of what apps they need from within the the apps available on the phone and and have a constructive discussion and and add those. There's no app store on the phone. So, you know, kids are not 
browsing the, the app store and saying, I want this, I want that. Instead, we've curated a suite of apps that we have vetted for safety. And, you know, to, you know, we're always making sure that as app, new app additions come out, they're not inadvertently introducing backdoor communication to strangers or backdoor access to pornography, those kinds of things. Um, so any of the apps that we have vetted and included in our, our parent portal, where you as the parent would say, yeah, let's add this one, this one, this one, this one. You know, we've taken those through, uh, through a testing process. Okay, so I really love this. So I have recently created a cell phone course it's just a free email course for parents because we, I feel like, and I, this is before I really knew much about Trumi. So this is all kind of hitting at once. I just got it ready to launch. But awesome. the beginning of it is like all these talking points with your kids. The first thing is, how do you answer a phone call? You know, how do you, how do you talk to your people when a person answers the phone and you're calling a business, you know, you can't be silly or do yeah. weird things, you know? And I realized that my kids knew how to run a Zoom meeting, but they didn't know how to appropriately talk to anybody on the telephone. You know, <laughs> I mean, simple thing is saying hello and goodbye. They just were missing that, you know, and then we go to the next layer in that course. And it's all about how to be kind when you're texting, because there's, you know, all that bullying that goes on, how to get out of a situation when you're in the bullying thing. And then it goes yeah. on to what you're talking about with the inappropriate pictures. You know, that's such a conversation I mean, I mean, not only on phones, but our kids have Chromebooks with school and, you know, anything they can, I feel like if they're really hunting it down. So I think that though, it's great to be able to talk to your kids about all these things. And that's what this little course is, is to kind of give you some words and some, a chance to know how to go about these different steps when you're going through. So it kind of goes great with what you're talking about right now. Hillary, I, I love that. You know, it's it's essential that parents take the time to have the discussions. It, it's so easy to either assume that the kids know or assume that they're learning it somewhere else. Or frankly, it's just easy to get caught up in life and not make time. But, you know, just having a regular, open, non-judgmental conversation uh, about some of these issues is, is keenly important. You know, one of our goals in, in starting Trumi was to take the, the tension and the stress out of the parent-child relationship when it comes to kids and phones. Because it's, frankly, it's it's been a wedge for so many oh, families. it's tough. It is tough. I think especially because the phones and the dynamic of it is always changing. I mean, our kids didn't have, we didn't have cell phones when I was a kid. You know, I didn't have a cell phone until I had three kids. So it's very different. You know, I was never yeah. parented on this. So how do I in turn parent my kids with all this? It's just, it's exploding so fast. How do you keep track of it? Uh, you're absolutely right. And, and I think it's essential to, you know, have a, especially as your kids get older, have an open, respectful conversation with them. Take time to listen to their side. What are the things that they need for school? What are the hobbies that, you know, could be helped by an app that's available? Um, what are their interests? What are their, their creative pursuits that could be helped? But within that conversation, also communicate, hey, in our family, the things we don't do are mm -hmm. these. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
I, one of those things on my list is social media. You know, that's where so many of the problems start. Mm -hmm. So Trumi does not have social media apps, period. They ju it just doesn't. Uh, and, um, but help your kids understand why that is. Uh, I have, uh, our oldest daughter is 19 now. And she, she predated uh, Trumi. So, you know, she had other, other devices, um, you know, but even at that, we didn't let her have social media. She, she got her first Instagram account when she was 17 and a half. And, but it wasn't just, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. We had real conversations about why. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this will alarm, this will alarm some listeners, but she actually thanked us mm -hmm. and said, Hey, I get it. I get that you're watching out for me. I appreciate it. And when she, when we finally did say, Hey, you're going to be 18 in six months. Let's, let's, you know, you can have an Instagram account now. She, she was ready to use it responsibly. Um, but it, it, that wouldn't have happened without the ongoing, open, yeah. respectful conversations. Yeah, you have to be talking about it. You know, it's funny you said that because we we were pretty tight on a couple of our, you know, after so we have seven kids. So our fifth kid is now about the age to be getting a phone. So the first three, it was just trial and error. Really the first four, you know, Samsung, Apple, Apple Watch. What are we first giving you to communicate with? And we realized that Safari was kind of a disaster for our early phone users. And so we just blocked that the best that we could. And I have a son that's 16 now and he's like, no, just I check in with him every so often. You need Safari for school. What do you need on your phone? Nope. Just keep it blocked. I don't need it. Okay. Sounds great. But I don't think it, it would have been that same experience if he hadn't realized why we don't have it on there and not only the danger yeah. they can get into, but the time suck too, you know? Yeah. With any, it, it, this is true with any uh, parenting principle you know, be the parent that has the why conversation. Mm -hmm. Kids are smart. And uh, if you if you talk about why, not just, Here's, this is the rule yeah. and it's black and white and we're not going to talk about it. You're going to do what I say. Mm -hmm. Have the why conversation and you don't need to frequently get into the, this is the rule. Yeah. Have the, have the why conversation first and kids will get it. Yeah, love that. Love that. Okay. So tell us like, what, what are some of the apps that are in the kids smart library? So you said no social media. So what kinds of things are in there? So first of all, think of apps for education. Uh, so many schools are insisting that kids have canvas, Google classroom, blackboard, skyward. Mm -hmm. It's different from district to district. So we have the major digital classroom apps. Um, we've got apps for spirituality, regardless of what background you come from, whatever, whatever faith tradition you come from, you'll find apps on there that will help you in that part of your life. Uh, we've got apps for, uh, for streaming music and some parents say, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. You know, and I, I, for example, in our family, we're in Apple music. You know, we have the Apple Music family membership and all of the parental controls I have available through Apple are still available on my kids' TrueMe phones. Mm -hmm. um, and some parents don't want that. And that's fine. You get to choose as a parent. 
Just because something's available doesn't mean that it's automatic. Right. You still That's have to elect to put That's why you have that on. parent portal, right? So you can pick what you want yep. on there. It's not like they just all of a sudden have all these apps. That's exactly correct. And then we've got apps for healthy hobbies. You know, we, and, and our, our app library is always expanding. But for example, uh, just kind of fundamentally, we love the idea that kids be outside and <laughs> having life mm -hmm. outdoors and outside the screen. So, you know, apps like All Trails and Strava, you know, to, to help kids explore and track what they're doing. And, and then, you know, also just basic apps, you know, things like, Google Google Maps and mm -hmm. things that kids need for 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 getting around. Um, so yeah, just you can explore and, and but those are some of the main categories uh, that that uh, people are looking for. I love that. What are some of the biggest dangers that you see with kids and cell phones? I kind of divide them into two categories. There's the obvious ones: pornography, predators, bullies. You know, there's not a parent. There's not a parent in the country that would say, yeah, I want my kids to be addicted to pornography or to be right. stalked by predators right. or to be bullied online. doesn't matter who you are. You don't want those things for your kid. And uh, so those, those are some of the obvious things. So much of that starts or is enabled by social media. Mm -hmm. So social media is, a, frankly, it's the first grooming ground for predators. And there are 500,000 estimated active online predators today half a million people that are online today trying to find ways to get to our kids uh terrifying and staggering that statistic is from the bo biden foundation some of the less obvious concerns but frankly because they're more common uh i even put higher on the list uh stress anxiety depression detachment, loneliness, isolation. These are all things that the studies are now showing irrefutably. This isn't just a, a correlation. This is a causation mm -hmm. relationship. The more time kids spend on devices and especially social media and, and really addictive and harmful video games, the more likely they are to have clinical depression and increased, uh, increased risks for suicide. If you look at the, the statistics on teen suicide from the CDC, we've got an epidemic. Like We have nearly doubled the rate of uh, suicide among young people in this country uh, in the last 15 years. And it's not a coincidence that it's in that time that we've right. had smartphones. So in, in the big picture, that's what we're trying to do at Trumi. We're trying to help kids have a safe environment in which to develop responsible and healthy relationships with technology so they can reach potential. If they get sucked into this vortex of stress and anxiety and depression, they're going to be really limited in, in how easily they can find their potential and discover who they really are. Uh, if you think about our name, that's where it comes from. You know, we spell it in a, in a fun way, T-R-O-O-M-I, Trumi, but it really comes to, you know, comes down to helping kids connect with their real potential, mm -hmm. their true self. I love that. 
Okay, so you guys have done a really good job of keeping these Trumi phones safe. Do you have any tips for helping us keep our kids safe on other technology? You guys have a great blog on your website. I've noticed with lots of different tips, but. Yeah, you know, we, 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 try, to, we try to develop content across the spectrum. Definitely, definitely have filters, use parental controls wherever they're, wherever they're uh, possible. And kids are smart. You know, kids find ways to get around yes, some of they those, are too some of those barriers. <laughs> but, but, don't, but don't give up. Don't stop mm-hmm. trying. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example with our, our 13-year-old. You know, she, on her phone, she can use the, the Trumi Kid Smart browser, uh, which means, you know, she has access to websites that we have predetermined inside the parent portal. But there are times that she needs to use Chrome. Like it, right. she needs to have the, she's doing research for a school project. Yeah. And it just, it's not feasible to anticipate what all those websites yeah. could be, you know? So, you know, she'll go to our family computer and use Chrome there. And, but we still have all of the controls possible to filter against adult content, to block you know, we block the social media websites, that kind of thing. Uh, so, so use whatever, whatever tools are available. Don't ever think that your kids, let me, let me phrase that differently. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't, don't ever think that it's just someone else's kids that are going to get into trouble. Yes. 100%. Um, <laughs> 100%. The best and, kid in the world can find trouble the, it, yep. or it finds them or both ways. It's and, no and one, it no can, one is too safe or too good to get, not get in trouble on the internet. It's, it's true. It, it's true. Um, so yeah, I just be vigilant, be, be, be having those open constructive conversations. Make sure that your kids know what to do if they stumble into inappropriate content and have a trusting relationship with them where they can come to you with no shame mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. hey, mom, hey, dad, uh, I stumbled into something that mm-hmm. I shouldn't have. And I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to tell you, I, my 15-year-old daughter did that with us not too long ago. She stumbled into something that she immediately knew was not appropriate. She closed the computer. Mm-hmm. She brought it to me and said, hey, uh, I just stumbled into this. Uh, I don't want it. Help me get out of it. Yeah. You know, and, and, but, but again, that's because from the time she was small, we had those conversations. Yeah. Of, and you teach what them do what you do? to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's essential. It's having that, that trusted, non shameful kind of conversation. Yeah. I love that. And just to have them kind of regularly, little check ins are so good. We try to do that with our older kids because, boy, we've seen a lot of, a lot of crazy along, along this road of parenting. So, oh, I'm so glad that you're talking about that. Now we're getting old enough. How old are we to transition from the Trumi phone to our own phone? What do you, what do you say about that? Uh, great question. You're like, so never our- transfer. Stay with Trumi forever. <laughs> <laughs> So I, uh, 
from the beginning, our goal was to help kids be prepared for the future. Mm-hmm. So by the time a kid is leaving home, mm-hmm. we hope that you, their Trumi experience will have prepared them, taught them the right habits, the right mm-hmm. discipline to, to have just a regular iPhone or whatever phone they're using, just to have that, that experience uh, and be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're as concerned about preparing kids for the future as we are about keeping them safe today. Mm-hmm. So certainly by, and it, it's going to depend on your child, but by the time kids are 16, 17, certainly 18, mm-hmm. you, they should be, you know, they, they could be transitioning out. Here's something that has surprised us. We have a surprising number of kids who have gotten to that age and who have elected not to leave. <laughs> they want to stick around. Phone. It's great. <laughs> But because, for example, you know, we have this technology in our operating system called safe listing, where you manage a contact list. And unless someone is on that contact list, you can't call them or text them and they can't call or text you. That means zero spam calls. And we all get spam calls, oh, right? So you know, many. Like I got one right weeks. before we got on the on the Zoom. Yeah. yeah. So there we have we have young people that are saying, I don't want to stop having that that protection. And so they've asked their parents, hey, I'm I'm 17, I'm 18. Why don't you give me control of the parent portal? But let me keep using my true me phone. Well, how awesome is that? Oh, that's and then they're and they're keeping their their safe listing in place and they're keeping those safeguards from pornography in place. Mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But uh, but generally speaking, yeah. By the time kids are, you know, sixteen and seventeen, we expect that they're that they're they're graduating, if you will. Okay, I love that. Okay, so where can we find you? Let's tell everybody where they can go get their Trumi phone. So Trumi.com. Uh, all of our all of our sales are done online. Trumi is T R O O M I. So Trumi.com. You you pick a phone. You pick your service plan. Our, our service plans start at just $19.95 a month for unlimited talk and text. Um, you can buy a case. You can buy a screen protector. You can do it all right there. Uh, but that's that's where everything happens is online at that at that website. Uh, additionally, on the website, you know we've we we blog weekly and try and you know provide great content to to help parents work through some of these questions. Yeah, and I'm going to vet that. It's a great blog. I've been reading through a lot of the different things on there. And you guys have got a really good variety of topics on there, too, covering all technology-based things. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Was there anything else you'd like to share that I missed? One of the the things that we have built into that parent portal for any of our service plans. So whether you're on the $19.95 a month plan or the the full service $29.95 a month plan, at every level, we've introduced this this thing that parents love called remote text monitoring. So I've always advocated, I've always suggested that if your kid has the ability to text message, hey, once a week, twice a week, whatever is comfortable in in your family, whatever you feel is needed, you should be checking in on those yeah, text messages. Yeah, a little pop in, yeah. Yeah, but no one, Hillary, no one, not the kid, not the parents like that 
okay, it's Saturday night. Oh, I your text hate up. it. <laughs> like, everyone hates it. And that, then I'm right? living in a 14-year-old's brain just as I'm going to sleep and I'm dreaming about all the drama. It's horrible. I hate having to be able to do that. So what, what we did to uh, let parents just do that on the fly, uh, and kids should know about it. I'm not saying this is a secret oh, for by sure. any means. Oh, kids I'm super transparent with my kids. And I let yeah. them know that other parents are also reading their texts, right? Don't think yep. that I'm the only one reading it or your friend. Like, if you're on a group text, there could be many parents that are all monitoring this phone at this time. So if you wouldn't say it in front of your friend's parents, you probably shouldn't be saying it. In Don't a text. say it. Yeah. <laughs> so to make that monitoring process easier, you can do all of that right inside our parent portal. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have your kid's phone. And... You know, they could receive, for example, uh, a message that, uh, you know, maybe someone did say something rude to them and they want to delete the message. They can delete the message on the phone. You're still going to see all the messages that were sent and received inside the parent portal. Um, and, you know, then you can just check in on the fly and it doesn't have to be that awkward. Okay, give me your phone. Hand our, parents, <laughs> our parents love it. Love it, love it, love it. And uh, we've got some cool, cool things happening with that uh, technology in the next few months here as well. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be so great. Oh, we got a promo code. We got to talk about our promo code here. Yeah, we want to uh, offer your listeners $50 off a phone of their choice. Uh, and this, uh, this code will be good in perpetuity. Uh, so as people listen to the, the podcast down the road, it will still be, uh, this code will still be active for them. Yeah, so our code, if you're ready, is really easy. It's just happy, H-A-P-P-Y. So, and that's $50 off a phone. So I'm actually going to go be getting our Trumi phone for my daughter for her birthday, which is in just a couple weeks. So we'll awesome. be joining the Trumi family for the first time. I'm really excited about it. We've tried many different things through the years and some things have kind of worked, but I think this is going to be a really nice fit for, for what we're doing next, so... Anyway, I'm super excited. So we'll have a link to that in our show notes. And we'll also have a link to the uh, free email cell phone course that I was talking about to help you talk to your kids about different things as they're getting phones. But do you have just a few minutes for our three helpful and happy questions so we can? Abs absolutely. Okay. I love to include these because um, Helping of Happiness blog talks about family recipes, about family travel. And about home hacks as well as housing our podcast. So these are all my favorite things to talk about. So excellent. Okay. All right. First question is what is your favorite food or meal? So I am classic steak and potatoes. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's a thing, there, there's a, a potato recipe I've been doing recently that my kids just can't get enough of. And I, I take, you know, those new mini potatoes like those little white or yellow yes. potatoes and uh, I toss those sometimes I'll cut them in half and toss them with a lot of butter and garlic mm. and kosher salt and salt and you know and pepper and then put them in a Dutch oven and put them in the oven for an mm. hour and they come out just absolutely buttery so like, my kids request these Dad, can you make the, the make, garlic potatoes make or the potatoes. can you make the special potatoes? So that's an easy one that the kids just love. And most of my kids are always up for, uh, for a steak. So we do. 
Uh, that that's one of our family favorites. Oh, I love steak and potatoes. That sounds so good. Our favorite potato thing lately is the air fryer. You guys got on the air fryer wagon yet? Just learning, just starting. Oh my gosh. Dice up those potatoes really small and you just toss them in a little bit of olive oil and salt and pepper and throw them in there and they get crispy like French fries. And my kids, like family game night, they just are eating their potatoes or the roasted chickpeas. They get really crunchy like a corn nut and they just, and they're awesome. so good. Yeah. Fun, healthy we'll Give snack. that a try. Oh, sounds so good. Okay. Let's talk about travel. What's the best trip you've ever been on or your dream vacation? Kind of, kind of two parts to this. Probably, probably the most exotic trip we've ever been on. Uh, my wife and I had a chance to go to Tahiti a few years ago. Oh, how fun! And, that, and that's a pretty cool experience. But my favorite place in the world, uh, to this day, is still a family cabin in northern Ontario, Canada, that I spent my summers at as a kid. My grandfather built it in 1972. Oh my goodness. It remains as rustic and minimalist as possible. There's no electricity. Oh my There's goodness. no cell phone coverage. There's no running water. Oh my and goodness. It's, it's like basically you're camping. <laughs> yeah. It's on the shore of a lake that's so remote that you have to go by boat to get to the cottage. Oh my There's goodness. no road. And so when I was a kid, we would spend four weeks there in the summer and that remains my favorite place in the world. And just seeing my kids there doing all the things mm -hmm. that just being completely off the grid. Yeah, just it being is kids. The best family time ever. Oh, that's so fun. Man, no running water. That would be, that would be, and no electricity. So you don't have heat unless you have a fire, I guess, going. Wood, wood stove. Yep. Wow. Wow. Man, what a time. That's super fun. Super fun. Okay, last question. Do you have a home or a family hack for us? Yeah, one I'll share. Heidi and I, Heidi is my wife. Heidi and I joke around that it takes an hour to an hour and a half to get our kids in bed every night. <laughs> and uh, some of that is definitely on them and just, you know, shenanigans. Uh, but the bigger part of that is that we have always tried to connect with each of our kids at the end of the day. And that looks different depending on the age they're at, you know, mm -hmm. for our infants and, and toddlers, that meant, you know, reading storybooks and, and singing this set regimen of lullabies <laughs> that I always sing. Uh, for my, as my, you know, kids get older, you know, I make up stories. And so they get a, they get a made up dad story before bed and it lasts, you know, 10 minutes maybe. And they're always the star or the hero of the oh, story. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, and, you know, I, I have a 10 year old son. Uh, he'll be 11 in July. And he still asks for a dad story every night. Um, with my kids, as they get into their teenage years, it's just taking a few minutes at the end of the day to, to sit down on their bedroom floor while they're doing their homework and really talk to them. And, and it might just be five minutes. Mm -hmm. It might be 10 minutes. Some nights it turns into 30 minutes, but just take some time to, to connect. Cause it's so easy not to, oh, it's so easy right. just to let the frantic pace of life take over. And uh, early on, Heidi and I decided that we would make that effort 
and it has paid off in spades. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I, I think of our oldest daughter, who's away at college now, but like one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. She's 19 years old, and um, to this day, I've never had a shouting match with her. Mm. And, and I think so much of that has to do with her personality. Mm-hmm. She has a, she's a really mature soul, but part of it is. I think just the taking the time to connect every day. She always knew that we could disagree and she would be loved. He always knew that she was accepted unconditionally. So she never felt a need to, she never felt a need to rebel. And uh, I, again, I credit her personality with that. She came like that, but uh, I think we helped. I think just that, that, that daily connection habit helped to nurture that as well. I love that. I, that's a good reminder to me because I was super good at reading to the kids every single night, tucking everybody in, and I've gotten lazy lately. So that's that's a good reminder for me to get back in those, <laughs> get back in those bedrooms and quit being so tired. I can get up for fifteen or twenty minutes and spend some time with the kids before they nod yeah, off because it, it does. Is. It makes a very diff- big difference, I think, and they just go to bed easier and just feeling yeah. a little bit nurtured and loved. <laughs> The, the problem you get into is when the kids are staying up later than you want oh, to because they've got so much homework. Me. The dating, <laughs> too. The dating is... Yes. Oh, yep. man. Yeah. Especially when they get those those late dates. They get home at midnight or one and you're talking till two in the morning and you suffer for a week trying to get your energy back. <laughs> but it's it's worth it. it it's is worth every worth it. minute of that chat. I agree. I don't know. There's something about those late night hours. They just spill their guts when it gets to be late and they'll not say a word if you ask them the next morning. So you got to take it when you can get it. Absolutely. Well, it's been so fun to talk to you, Bill. Thank you so much for giving us some time and for everybody, Trumi, T-R-O-O-M-I.com. Go see Bill and you guys are all over all different social medias and everything. If they want to check you out there. Yeah. This has been awesome. I I appreciate uh, appreciate the time, Hillary. Great to get to know you and uh, great to connect with your with your listeners. Thank you so much for listening today. Go over to the website, helpingofhappiness.com and go grab our free four-day email course, our cell phone readiness course, so you can have those great conversations with your kiddos too. And if you know a friend that maybe has been thinking about cell phones with their kids, please share this episode with them and or even share it in your social media and tag us so we can see your post. Have a great day. 